Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Of course, we're in the middle of the NRL playoff series and there was a big game on Friday night uh, with the Parramatta Eels up against the Canberra Raiders. To be honest, as an Eels fan, I was nervous about this one. I thought she'd be tight. I thought it'd be close. It was anything but. Gutherson, extra number, Panasini slices through, gets it down. Rolled in the tackle, all in one movement. There's nods all round by the officials. Oh, Xavier Savage got nutmegged. The The crowd, they are totally agreeing. With the decision to award a child next year. He's not the biggest name in this Parramatta squad. And he's come up with a spectacular try in a final. Oh, it's a leg breaker, wasn't this is it? Brown together now with Moses. Throws long. Wonga Blake all in front of him. Stepped inside. Savage scores the try. Improves the position. The three metres out. Marnie goes left side. Madison. Mitchell the Moses. Found his mark. And the Eels score Junior Barlow running the zip zip man. The crowd go up. They enjoy it. 14 Not as much as Junior. 20 nil is the score on near point a minute here at Combank and it's the sparkly eels that are dominating. Tomoko, ball went forward, play on, Cottridge, kicks, Jack White needs the bounce. Oh! It's going to be a knock-on. It might be a penalty try. It's play on, isn't it? Because White and... Klein's gone upstairs. I have no try. Now, we've got an on-field call of Jack White and being offside. Yeah, Jack Reed Marnie takes him out of the kicker, but if he touches the ball, it's play on and involved yep. in the play. He looked offside. Yeah, he was right in front of us. He's offside. Marnie goes centre field. Kafusi goes to Madison. Barlow. There it oh, is. lovely offload. Here's Moses. Moses sets sail, going for the corner. Got it down. One of the great set plays for a try that you will see in semi-final football. Every player played their part. And Mitchell Moses scored the try. Huge turnaround. Could have been a try for the Raiders at the other end. But the Mercurial number seven got over the scoreline. The Eels 26, the Raiders 4. Here we go. 30 centimetres in. Moses looking to add the extras. It's his try. Of course he adds the extras. 28-4 the scoreline. But Gutherson, long ball, near Corday. Cherry on top. Brings it round, makes it easier for Mitchell Moses. Glorious ball from King Gutho. The light show goes on at Combank. Don't worry, sparkly Eels fans. You've got another game next week. It'll be up at Townsville. Book your tickets now because the Cowboys, the Eels are coming. 32-4. They've decimated the Raiders. Here's the kick from Moses. Of course, the flags go up. 36-4 becoming a little embarrassing for the green machine. Here's Dylan Brown. He stops. He goes slow. He throws long. Sevo. Sevo. Sevo will bring the house down. Offload. Nia Corey. 
that a Sevo try? It's a Sevo try assist, and that'll be 40. They're actually going to go to the video referee here, Jim. Oh, come on, Ashley. Point to the spot. So we're still waiting. Yeah, there we go. Try confirmed. Cherry on top. Oh, it hits the upright. And he's waved away. Full-time siren goes. Look at the fans. They go up as one. Disappointment for the green machine. But it rolls on for the Parramatta Eels. Looking to make history. They'll head north to Townsville to take on the Cowboys. And they've won comprehensively tonight in front of 29,134. The Eels 40. The Raiders 4. There you go. The Eels getting up 40 to 4. It was a one-sided uh, match in the end. And you dominated a Canberra Raiders side who, of course, dispatched the Melbourne Storm the week before. Ben, was uh, that, that surprise you? I mean, I know the... Um, I know the Eels uh, finished above the Raiders on the table. We're a top four team, but I mean, 40 to four. Well, you definitely expected a much closer contest, especially at this stage of the season. You don't often see scores that one-sided. I think especially last year, I think pretty much every single game was within a, a try almost. So the fact that they won by 36 points and were up, was it 22 nil after the exact same amount of minutes? was just freakish, but maybe that's what Brad Arthur wanted from his troops. He wanted them to get out there, just make a fast start and put the pressure on the Raiders because he knew if they got that far ahead, that it would be very unlikely for or any team really to, to, to hit back. So very, very uh, dominating performance there from the Eels. And I think it was really led from their forward pack. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo really muscling up up front and that really set the platform for the likes of Moses, the likes of Dylan Brown, who you could argue is in incredible form at the moment, uh, just led, led the way. Yeah, and I mean, I think it was good to see Moses bounce back from that head knock that he'd taken against the Panthers. He, he looked like he hadn't been away. Yeah, and his inclusion was huge because, I th- including myself, kind of had a bit of doubts how the, well the Eagles would go without Mitchell Moses and how key he is to the side. So the fact that he was able to recover, get out on the field and play the way he did. He really showed how valuable he is uh, to the team. And if they are to make their first grand final since 2009, he, he will be that one of those key players. Well, well, let's hear from the coach then, Brad Arthur, and his take on uh, why it went so well for them against Ricky Stewart's men. Brad, how good's that feeling? First prelim for the club since 2009. Yeah, it's good. Um, I was proud of the boys. I'm, I'm really happy for the boys. I'm happy for our club. Um, but the job's not finished now. We've got a, we've got a big week ahead of us. Um, yeah, and we're looking forward to it. What was the big turnaround after what was a really tough loss last week against Penrith? Um, I thought we went out there tonight and backed ourselves. We, you know, we, we went to the game. We went after it. Um, maybe against Penrith, I thought we were a bit tentative and didn't play to our strengths. Um, yeah, and tonight, you know, we, we're a team that we just got to go after the game and, and see what happens. What sort of birthday present do you get for your halfback after a performance like that? Yeah, he's very good. Um, you know, let's talk about him not being able to handle the pressure. I think he's he showed he can handle the pressure tonight. Especially after everything that went through the week, is there any, any doubt that he might not be able to play? No, no, he, he, after the game, he was, last week he was playing. So, um, you know, obviously we need to check off all the right protocols and make sure his health is a priority, but he was committed to getting himself right. Um, you know, he's, he's done a really good job over the last three weeks. We had to win our last three games to give ourselves a chance in the top four, 
and you know, and, and Mitchell stood up and, and delivered for us. At that moment, obviously, where he came off in the second half, was there any temptation <coughs> to just hold him back just to avoid any potential risk of another injury? Oh, I didn't even think of it, no. But it's a, it's a tough road trip and it'll be tough conditions as well. Yeah, but it's a good opportunity for it, isn't it? Um, you know, the club's done a done a great job for us. They've organised a, a charter flight for us, so we'll fly in and we've got one job to do. There was so much talk this week, pressure, leaked stories. How did that affect the group with all the talk about week two of the finals as well? well I reckon we showed how it affect the group. If someone's got an agenda and they're not going to break us. Do you feel like there is some kind of agenda? Yeah, well, there's some personal interest. And, um, yeah, so whoever's got the, you know, the agenda, you're not going to break, you're not going to break this group. Did you work, we've worked too hard. The, the playing group and What's that? I was thinking about what was said about the playing group and where they're united and uh, in regards to the way they feel about the team and factions within the team. What does a performance like tonight say and, and what do you say about the speculation that's been around the last 24 hours? I think it shows. Went out there, played the footy we wanted to, come back, as, as you guys said, off a tough tough loss to Penrith and bounce back like that. As Brad said, not, not many things will break us as a group. So to be able to put that performance in after the last 24 hours, which I don't even know where it came from, it's um, very pleasing. It was most disappointing thing, Brad, that came up with the eve of your big game We've dealt with plenty in the past. It was only a couple of years ago we had other dramas, so... Look, you know what? We didn't even address it. We didn't talk about it because it's it's something that we can't control and it's rubbish. Um, and you know the boys just want to go and have a bit of fun and play for each other, and that's what they're doing. Is that something you've learned <coughs> over the years to not buy into it, to realise that? Yeah, well, when I probably first started coaching, you know, yeah, I definitely would have um, worried about it or bought into it or had some commentary around it. But you know, all we can control is not. Thing is, I've got the confidence in this group, and I know exactly what's in that dressing sheds, and um, it didn't even feel the need to talk to anyone about it. Obviously, Wonga Blake had a bit of a tough weekend last weekend. Did, did you have a doubt about his performance today? No, never. Well, was, we were always putting him in the team because he's done such a good job for us to get us to this point. You don't, you don't get rid of blokes on the back of one performance. You, you, you know, there's got to be a bit of loyalty, um, and there certainly isn't our team. And our players, not at any stage, didn't want him in the team. Wonga's done a great job for us defensively. He's done a great job returning the ball. He had a bad night under some really good kicking. And one of the things I noticed, he seemed to be playing really, really wide. Both him and Sebo were almost right on the touchline. I wonder, is there a particular ploy in that in terms of creating space on the inside? Oh, we lock our wingers to hold their paint. Tom Opicek. Brad, hamstring. What's the diagnosis there? Uh, yeah, well, he said um, that he felt, you know, a slight grab in his leg. So, yeah, probably doesn't look great. But we'll have to wait and see. Just some mentality that you talked about, you know, going after it. How do you sort of obviously you can't afford to do it next week against the Cowboys? So how do you combat that? I guess. Well, we've got nothing to lose, and that's what we talked about. We've got nothing to lose. Just go after the game. You know what? That's our strength. Um, and you know, and there's maybe we built the game up too much against Penrith, and you know, and that comes back to me. So you know, I need to wear that. But at the end of the day, you know, we've got an opportunity um, next week, and we're, we're going to go after it. Brad, you bring this. 
Sounds like Brad Arthur is over it, big time. Over the media, over the speculation, over the talk about there being a, a fractured camp. Uh, Eels, yeah, first preliminary final since 2009. Uh, he, he almost didn't sound like a winning coach, did he? He sounded pretty grumpy. Much of that guy who, like, if grumpy was an Olympic sport, could probably grump for Australia as Ricky Stewart. Uh, this is his reaction post-match. Ricky, it's been such a strong couple of months for the Raiders, but why couldn't you recreate that tonight? We weren't good enough, mate. No, we were uh, far superior. Uh, what area? Well coached by uh, Brad. They, they, were, they were on tonight and got us early. And you know, when you've got 35, 40% of the football playing against a team like that who were on and they were, they were, uh, they were on tonight and... There's a couple of things that, you know, a couple of bounces didn't go our way there with Rapper in that first try and little things like that. Last week we scored a winning try that came off our, our head, you know, so um, they were too good. What did you make of that decision with the, the Rapper no try? Oh, I don't think it was a try. I'd only seen it the once. I don't think it was a try. Could it have been uh, Raiders ball, though? We were deliberately knocked out by Gutherson? Yeah, but let's not go out of that. We, they were too good for us tonight. They got us. If, look, if <clears throat> after round 12 this year, if one of you had to come and said to me that uh, I'll do a deal with you and you can get to the second semi-final and get flogged, what do you reckon I was going to say? We'll come on, what, 11th or 12th or 15th at one stage? What these blokes have done, that, that, that game there, that does not define these blokes, the team, the club. I'm very proud of them. I, I could not be prouder in regards to the journey they've uh, been on, um, the difficulties that we uh, were confronted with. For us to get to where we did today, I'm very proud of them. Disappointed with the result? Absolutely. Um, we, we, we didn't beat ourselves, we got beaten by a better team. Is that the big positive, Ricky, that your squad's mostly staying the same and if you weren't, didn't have some injury troubles to start the year that you could have... We would have made, made the top four, mate. Second half of the season showed that. We're only three, four wins out of the top four. So we would have made the top four, but we didn't. And every team gets some bad luck, every team gets injuries, and I'm not sitting here uh, crying over spilt milk. That's, as I say, don't take it away from Paramount. They did a good job. Do you feel like that's um, something good, something for you to build on, I guess, next year with, with all the young guys coming through and, and that sort of thing? Yeah. Oh, I'll talk to you later about that, David. You know, it's, um, it's a you know, disappointing result. We're, we're a better football team than that tonight, but uh, we we just we didn't get there. I guess Corey going off, that, that didn't help as well, especially with Elliot off too. Yep, those, all those little things are uh, things you need to go in your favour, um, but they didn't tonight. Elliot, what was it like? You know the power game's coming, you know the offloads are coming, but how hard was it to stop 
Yeah, look, I think sticking nail that net, they were far better than us tonight and they started fast and um, blew us away early on and we couldn't get the momentum back our way. Um, <coughs> it's disappointing, but I couldn't be more prouder than the team. You know, I think Sticky nailed it. Um, you know, after round eight, I think we were two from two from eight and everybody everybody were writing us off, but found a way to get together and get the results we needed to get into the top eight. So, you know, we're disappointed with the result tonight, but an overall season, I think we can take a bit of positivity out of that. So there you go. That is the Raiders uh, talking post-match. It is 16 past three. They uh, bow out for the season. Uh, the Eels head to Townsville this weekend, coming to play the Cowboys in a preliminary final. Winner of that, of course, makes the grand final against the winner of the Panthers and the Rabbitohs. We'll check out what happened between the Sharks and the Rabbitohs after this. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Brett from Hartley. Morning, Brett. Three twenty-one here on SENZ Sunday afternoon with Ricardo Ball. The NRL finals are on, of course, and we had uh, two coaches go head to head last night in the running to be the uh, coach of the year. You would have to think, and Craig Fitzgibbon and Jason Demetrio. Uh, I, I thought that maybe Souths after that game against the Roosters had played their final, that the Sharks could get through this. But it wasn't to be. The Sharks just not quite at the party against the Rabbitohs last night. Cook goes from dummy half. Now finds Nichols at the line. Mark Nichols puts the ball down. Oh, great play. It was Damien Cook. He got out of dummy half. Played the flat man. And guess who? Mark Nichols scores the opening try in the final. There goes Luttrell. He runs towards him, drops the anchor. They want to throw him out. Clicks the ball ball. back. You can't put Luttrell Mitchell out. It was a beautiful pass back in field. Any other player in the competition gets thrown to Bondi. That was magical. That was Gene Miles-ish with the big basketball pass up over the top and around the corner. Right-hand side, Cook. Murray gets it away. Nice pass away. Kalamatangi. That was class. Luttrell Mitchell. He gets it out wide. Tane Milne. That try was... Was spectacular. It was class. It was deft. It was hot potato. No player held on it for any time. It went pass, 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 and Milne scores in the corner. They're climbing Kosciuszko with cement gumboots now, Cronulla. <laughs> Cody Walker corralled, goes back, and he said, Righto, boys, nothing doing here. We'll send it left to right. Cam Murray. Cam Murray. Cameron Murray. Wow. He beat two. Pushed away from one. He looked up, and there was a try line saying, Cameron. Your valet services here, all aboard, score the try. 16 points to nil. It's about to be 18 points to nil at halftime. Chipping kick away, looking for Ronaldo. He's been the target. Ball comes back. Nakora, Britt Nakora in the corner. The Sharkies start exactly how they had to. Put him under pressure. Looks for the offload. Gets the pass back away. Tane Milne wants two. They turn up and the ball comes back away. And South Sydney through little Lockie Elias, the young halfback. Scores an important try to take them one step closer to a rematch with the Penrith Panthers. Oil on the last. Puts the kick Good through. Pressure. Great pressure from Great pressure. Murray. Now the kick away. Leaping high. Murray oh. lost it. Goes back to Nakora. And oh, a beautiful the flick. flick pass. Oh. It was Benji Marshall. That was magical. Nakora's come up with an absolute belter. And the Sharks score in the corner. <laughs> Britt Nakora, what a magician. Raymond is required to have both feet behind the ball when it's kicked. Oh, no. And he's in front. Who's oh, picked that no. up? 
Oh, no. Shovels the ball back away. Murray to Cody Walker. Quick hands Latrell. There's a dangerous combo. And went for the intercept. And take it down. Ronaldo Militalo. He's over the 30. He's over the 40. They can't judge on forward passes. Ronaldo Militalo, 30 away. Ronaldo Militalo. He runs the distance under the post. The Sharkies have life. Here's Murray. Now he goes to Cook. Cook sees that player. Oh, Cody. Cody Walker. Well, he pointed at the player. That was the player he was going to run at. Cody Walker scores the try, and South Sydney can breathe safely again. Ilias, they've got numbers oh, no. goes forward. It's gone forward for South Sydney, claiming a try. Horrible pass. He claims a oh, try, no. Tane Milne. Last week it was no. two Sidmins, but oh, today it's two tries. That's a horrible call. South Sydney are off to play the Panthers at Ackle Stadium with one of those teams to meet either the Parramatta Reels or the North Queensland Cowboys in a grand final. There you go, 25 past three. That was uh, how the game went down and a big win in the end uh, coming the way of the Rabbitohs, 38 to 12 over the Sharks. Uh, some potential issues though. Jai Arrow, Alex Johnson and um, uh, Saliva Harveli all went off injured during the match. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether or not he recovers from that groin problem. Uh, to face the Panthers, but set up beautifully, isn't it, Ben, to a rematch of the grand final from last year? There's no love lost between those two. Yeah, well, what a beauty of a contest to come in. I think part of the reason that saw the Rabbitohs get through was their experience, and boy, Latrell Mitchell, what a player. Yeah, what a beast. Uh, you just watch him play and you're just absolutely mesmerised and it really shows how much of an impact he has on the on the team and if you take him out, how, how much better he makes the Rabbitohs essentially. But uh, I'm really looking forward to that game next week uh, between the Panthers and, and the Rabbitohs. Of course, the Rabbitohs will be wanting to get a bit of revenge. Of course, the Panthers looking to go back-to-back, which mm. is very, very hard to do in its own right, but no, it will be a cracker. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, we talked a few to a few people during the week. Uh, most thought that the Sharks would win this, that the Rabbitohs might have, you know, the intensity uh, of the game against the Roosters was, you know, origin-like. Uh, they might have blown a gasket. They might have played their final. But uh, uh, that proved not to be the case. Yeah, I was one of those, I must admit. I did think the Sharks, you know, they've been very good defensively this year too. I thought that probably would get them over the line. But I think the Rabbitohs kind of showed the finals experience that they have. Guys like Cody Walker have really stood up at the second half of the year uh, when he initially struggled at the start of the year. I think probably a bit to adjusting without Adam Reynolds, but guys like him who have been part of this Rabbitohs team who I think have made, I think it's five straight preliminary finals now. Uh, So when you've got guys like that and you've had that kind of same core, Mm. it's going to be very vital and I think that their their experience really got them over the line. Yeah, I think it did. Uh, we should hear now from uh, the coach of the Sharks, Craig Fitzgibbon, a guy who I think has done a fantastic job in his first year as a head coach. This is what he had to say post-match. Craig, so many reasons to celebrate this season, but what's the emotions right now after going out like that? Uh, no, I'm just bitterly disappointed with our performance. Um, it's not good enough for this time of year. And... Got a lesson in fundamentals of footy, and and we just didn't didn't respond to anything in the right fashion tonight. We had a couple little squirts of energy there, but nothing nothing of note. And um, yeah, I'm disappointed that we finish off the season in that fashion. It's the first time that you've conceded that many points all season long, and yep. the first time you've suffered back-to-back losses. Is there a bit to be said about running out of steam 
for the team a little bit? Um, yeah, I'm not sure yet. I haven't analysed, like, if you looked at the season as a whole. It's possible. We've been we've been shuffling the decks a lot over the last sort of eight weeks, guys in, guys out, shuffling combinations and no consistency in at training with guys in and out. But it's no excuses this time. You know who you are, you know how you want to play, and you know, you know, defence... For semi-finals, that, that, the defence is just not good enough. So I, I won't be finishing this year feeling happy. I just want to get on to next year and improve it. Do you think I'll be nervous to start with that early soft try? Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't set a trend to the game that you want to follow, does it? So, you know, usually early exchanges, you want to be physical. And it was just, again, whether it's like fundamentals, poor discipline. Like it's a high tackle, we end up on a troll line and concede a soft one. So it sets the the trend of the game and um, you know, I've, you know, whilst I'm really disappointed about tonight, I just I have had um, a really, really thoroughly rewarding season on the whole but just doesn't feel like it at the moment. Wait, how, how, how much did you think playing 93 minutes last week? Um, it was cold tonight. It'd be, uh, I, I, we, we worked hard this week on trying to adjust for that. Like We didn't sort of talk about it in the press, but we we really tried to um, look after the guys and recover, recoup, freshen up, etc. Um, we tried to shorten the days. That's why we didn't come over for a captain's run. And we just uh, whether whether that that's what it was, I don't think so. Like I I've, I just think we didn't play well enough. I, we didn't perform on the night, and just the chemistry was a bit off. We just didn't play for each other. I don't think. Principle you've held high this year. Why do you think these last two games has kind of just gone out the window? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to put your finger on it. To be honest, um, you know, we actually defended. If you look at our season, we defended really well all year, and um, you know, the game the game's quite brutal and and can humble you. And as Fitzy said, we just missed the mark as a team. Um, and at this at this level at this time of year. You know, you only need to miss the mark by a little bit and, and you know, you, you pay for it. And we paid for it two weeks in a row. Um, had two score lines in the finals over 30. You know, you're not going to win a regular season game, let alone a semi-final when it's all on the line. So it's hard to, yeah, put our finger on it. You know, we can have a look at the footy over the next, you know, we've got plenty of time to look at the footy now and, and try and work it out. But ultimately... Um, we didn't perform and, and we got bundled out. Chrissy, do you think losing, obviously, Sione Katoa and then uh, Talakai this week, in terms of the way that you start your sets is so vital to the way that you defend down the line, mm. do you think ultimately that's something that would have helped you elevate to the next level at this stage, at this stage of the season? Yeah, possibly. Um, we had a period earlier in the year where we were rotating outside backs, Connor in and um, Connor out, then obviously Sifa this week. We had a period there where Sifa was out with shoulder injury after after Origin and um, guys come in and actually did their job, like, for the most part. But, yeah, you're right. When you when you lose guys that start your sets in that fashion, it, it tends to, you know, the forwards really appreciate it. And um, But it's still, still not an excuse for tonight, to, uh, for tonight sorry. But I, do, I think... Um, yeah, I just think we just didn't play well enough tonight, eh? Yeah. Way, way to tough way for Aiden Coleman and in particular Andrew Fair to finish at the time they club, just a word in particular on Andrew, uh, given what you've played with alongside of here. Yeah, it's disappointing. 
that we didn't perform and we couldn't go further for them. Like two guys who are just, you know, out and out, you know, legend blokes and just their careers just full of the stuff that, um, you know, makes a good teammate and makes a good player. You know, you look at Tolsey at the three clubs he's at, you could talk to all his teammates, um, how much, you know, how reliable he is, how much you trust him out in the field. Um, he's no nonsense around training, how he trains. Um, he's just a good guy, good club man, good person, good family man. Um, and that's showed in, you know, he's played over 300 games. Not many people do that in, in, in that fashion as well, the fashion he has. And, and of course, Andrew, you know, it's hard to put in the words how, how good he's been for the club. You know, he's the best front row the club's had. Um, he's a legend of the club. His iconic try in the grand final delivered, helped deliver the first premiership to the club. So, as disappointing as it is tonight that we couldn't continue that journey um, further, I think, you know, those two guys can certainly look back and hold their heads high and, and walk proudly and be proud of what they've accomplished in the game. Fitzy, who wins it from here? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Not us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. I really, really just want to get through tonight, and um, yeah. So no, I'm not sure. Obviously, Penrith have been the most consistent all year. Thank you. So there you go. That's uh, Craig Fitzgibbon, the Sharks coach, talking post-match. Uh, his team now done for the season. He's looking ahead to next season already. When we come back. We'll hear from the winning coach, Jason Demetrio, and maybe get an update on some of the players that they lost during that game. How fit will they be going into this big game preliminary final against the Panthers next weekend? It's 22 away from four here on SENZ. I'll update you the uh, Bunnings NPC scores in a moment. Before we do that, though, let's hear from the South Sydney Rabbitohs head coach, Jason Demetrio. That team, uh, they lost a few players during the match to injury, including Jai Arrow. Let's get an update from him on how he thought the game went and how far off some of these players are being available for this weekend. Sydney March on Jason, take us into the sheds and the overriding emotion for you. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's pretty calm to be honest. We know how tough a job we've got ahead of us now, and I was pretty pleased as a coach to see how they were flipping their minds straight to uh, the task that's coming up next week. But yeah, really proud of their effort. Um, I thought defensively we were outstanding again tonight, and uh, that'll be important next week. Is that that mindset super important given? You know, you've been here before and it doesn't matter what happened now, it's all about next week. Yeah, 100%. I keep saying it, it's all about the 80 minutes. Um, I think it's our fourth or fifth prelim in a row, so you know, that's a huge wrap to our, our board and our and our club in general for consistently being able to put a team out there that can achieve that kind of thing. So, But for this group, it's um, it's about going one better than we went last year and you know that's, I think, where the mindset went straight after the game. Can you see the evolution in this team already? I know it's your first year as head coach, but in the final series itself, that you're better than last year? Yeah, I think, you know, it's hard to say that because we are a bit clumsy with the footy tonight. I thought that it was probably a bit looser than we thought it was going to be and that crowded. Uh, we all thought we were the Globetrotters and could throw offloads every two minutes. But, um, yeah, defensively, I'm really happy where we're at. And we know we got points, but we've got to tidy up our completion rates and our errors. And... If we do that, we know how hard we are to beat and we get to go to 
uh, a call next week, which is in our home, and we're excited about that. Was the last couple of weeks anything to do with maybe the scrappiness of tonight, the errors that you're talking about? Yeah, well, no, I think, you know, finals games are generally tighter fought and there's less space when you got the footy, but I felt like we were finding space and that was creating a bit more excitement in us and we were probably pushing it. Um, you know, in saying that, we scored 38 points, so by no means am I unhappy with what we did with the footy. I thought we did some wonderful things, but I know that Penrith, if we give them that kind of ball, they'll lock us in our own end and they'll make it near impossible to get off our trial line. So, um, you know, we've got to address that. Yeah, Saliva's got a uh, calf problem, um, so fingers crossed. Uh, Physios hopes it's not too bad and he might be okay. Um, Jai's just got a, a groin thing that he's carried for weeks, but he'll be fine. Um, we had a couple extra changes and the score had gone away, so it was pretty easy to get him off. Um, and then AJ's got a hip flexor uh, issue, but again, they're not serious, um, but fingers crossed we can get stuck into the rehab and seven-day turnaround, we, we can get them back. I was going to say, you mentioned the lines, but they were simply jamming off their line really quickly, especially in that first half. You're proud that the team didn't get frustrated and then you did find a way to actually get around them and led to, what, 38 points in the end? Yeah, I think that's our bread and butter. When we're in the right headspace and we're playing calm footy, we're, we don't really get rattled by what teams do. We go to plan B, plan C if we need to, but I was really happy with our right edge tonight. Um, I knew that they were probably going to compensate for what our left edge did last week and off the back of that we started pulling them apart on the right edge and I thought Keon and Lachlan Ilias and Latrell on that side did some wonderful things and uh, Campbell Graham showed why, why he was our players player this year he was he was outstanding tonight How important was the try right on time? Not really a try you see too often in finals footy No, like I said it was um, we got to the right field position and um, I'll give Skip a rap. He's, he's handling, his ball playing was again first class. And yeah, the, the hands for that try was, I wasn't quite happy with Tane Milne's put down. So that was a bit too close for comfort. But I don't, I don't think Skip was happy with it either. But um, yeah, it was, again, it was a try that came off the back of just being patient, staying down there, playing with our eyes up. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty special try. JD Junior Totola was enormous tonight. You can't afford to lose him. He's on report. What yeah, think of it? Oh, I think he's all right. Like, there's no doubt he puts it in a in a position where he'll probably get fined, but he didn't go on with it, so I'm pretty sure he'll be okay. JD, you mentioned completions for the first time all season. I've heard you mention them, but the way that you played, particularly early on, you seem to be very confident in playing your style of footy to get into that position, which is obviously that incurs the risk of dropping the ball. Yeah. It seems that you're one of the few teams who are more interested in playing that way, even in finals when you might expect a bigger grind. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't. I'm not disappointed when we're playing footy and we're creating error and we're coming up with the odd execution error. But when we're forcing offloads that we don't need to force, I think that was the area I was probably. When I offload into a guy's in a better position than us, then great. I'm, I'm more than happy to love offloads. But uh, I think at times there was space. We're, we're one of the best teams that go and play for play in the competition. That. But we don't need to force it because we'll get them on the next play. And that's probably the mindset that we need to take into next week. So, do you reckon, like, next year, there's been a lot of talk about, about Cookie, sorry, about, about Cody and, and Latrell in the last couple of nights. So the, like, next year's sort of been overlooked in how good he's played and the role he plays in your attack as far as digging into the line and whatnot? Mm. Oh, he's pivotal. You know, he's, you know, our spine extends to our 13. It's not our, just our 6, 7, 9 and 1, it's our 13. He has a huge role in that. And um, I think if you look across the board, you know, Isaiah Yeo has a very similar role, Radley, when he when he's playing, and uh, Jake Trebojevic for Manly as well. So that type of ball playing 13 is, is pivotal, and it, it takes a lot of pressure off your halves. So 
Defensively, get, that, that's where teams are going to go in big games because generally they're your smaller men or your, your weaker defenders. So that's where teams will like to go. And I thought the Roosters did that in round 25. And like I said to him at the time before the game, that it's going to be the best learning he's going to get for finals. And he's backed that up. The last two weeks, his defence has been outstanding. There's a bit of unfinished business. That will be the headlines around coming up against Penrith. So. What's the feeling like internally when it's a grand final rematch in a prelim? Oh, we're, we're under no illusions that this is the this is the hardest task in the game at the moment. You know, to beat Penrith in a final series, I think over the last three years, I think Melbourne's the only one who's done it in the GF. Other than that, they've been um, pretty hard to beat. So we, we know how tough it'll be, but we know we can do it as well. So we'll be going to the game, we'll be prepping well, we'll have a plan, um, and we'll step into the fight over the 80 minutes and. We'll see where we land. They look untouchable, got a week off, flying high, won the minor premiership. What's the key to knocking them over? Well, I think we need to score more points than they do. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, look, it's it, it's not rocket science. They play a, a field position game off the back of Nathan's kicking. They complete high. They put you under a lot of pressure and they break you down physically. And I have no doubt that's how they're going to play. They've done it for three years and they'll do it again this week. And... We've got to be able to take that. We've got to be able to protect our trial line and keep turning them away. And we've got to challenge the scoreboard as well. We can't just think that to beat Penrith, we can go set for set and hope that we can win 6-4. We've got to challenge the scoreboard and that's what we'll be prepping to do. Jim, can, can you just tell us like, what's the resolve like in the, in the shed? Like JD said, pretty much straight away, everyone's already thinking about next week, the task at hand. It's, I think the Panthers have not ended your season the last two, two years in a row. Um, they're a bogey team for you, obviously, like they're probably off everyone. Yeah, um, feeling was good in the sheds after the game. You know, we'd, it's always good to to win in these circumstances and obviously make another prelim final. And like Coach said, um, <laughs> um, it's going to be a big game against against them. They're the benchmark, and they have been for the last three years. So we're going to have to be good. How much do you learn from the late season meeting with them where obviously you lost in the last five minutes where you really had the beating of them, especially in the first half, by playing sort of a different style completely to what Penrith were trying to, you know, to what most teams do. So will there be much to learn from that? Oh, there's always learnings from every time you play them. We, we've had some epic games over the last couple of years and, you know, we, we, we'll go in, like I said, with a plan of, of how we can disrupt their line speed and um, try to minimise the threat they have with their defence and that's what they do, they come after you with their defence so we'll have a plan for that but you know Nathan and uh, Jerome Lua didn't play last game uh, so we're under no illusions that they're going to be a different team but we've got some bodies that didn't play as well so like I said both teams know how tough this game's going to be, we're under no illusions but we're here for a reason uh, we've got to believe in that and we've got to turn up ready for a, for a war next week I think Gus said from the commentary that South's going to be intimidated by Penrith. I take it you agree with that sentiment. That's the best thing about South. Yeah, I, look, like I said, we, we're under no illusion how tough it's going to be, but um, like we, we're here for a reason. This has been going since we started this in December. You know, I've been working our backsides off, come through a lot of adversity. I see there's some real resilience in this team at the moment, and, and that's going to be important. 
Um, you know, we're going to have to use that. We're going to have to use every ounce of motivation we've got to prepare ourselves for an 80, 90-minute battle, whatever it takes. And that's going to have to be our mindset because Penrith don't beat themselves. They're highly motivated. They work extremely hard for each other and they've got some pretty skillful players as well. So, um, But like I said, we'll turn up. We'll put our gloves on. We'll step into the ring and we'll have a crack. I think Latrell, I don't know whether he was joking, he said after the game that Southwood, he's just glad you're on the right side of the draw. <laughs> I, I take you agree, disagree? Um... Yeah, I'm not so sure what he means by right side. I think he means, you know, we, this, this is a game where we're getting them before the GF. So, um, but again, you know, they're, like I said, they're a highly motivated team and they have been for three years. That's what impresses me the most about them. They, they just have a desire to represent themselves and their region um, and they work really hard for each other. But the people who are out there in red and green with a Rabbitohs jersey on, they, they'll be turning up. I've got no doubt about that. And like I said, we'll we'll be ready to play. Thanks, guys. There you go. It's 11 away from 4 o'clock here on SENZ Sunday afternoon. Jason Demetrio there, the South coach, talking about their win over the Sharks and what comes next for them the Panthers. I don't know what that Juno was on about who said it called uh, the Panthers their bogey team. I don't think a team that is minor premiers and defending grand final winners can be anybody's bogey team. They're just the best team in the competition, aren't they, Ben? Yeah, I guess so. Especially, I think everyone's the Panthers' bogey team at the moment, really. Well, exactly. I mean, it's, it'd be a bit different if you're talking about the Tigers, you know. If they're a team that, you know, the Tigers have beaten you three of the last four seasons but haven't made the finals, and you go, well, they're a bit of a bogey team. That's a bogey team. A bogey team's not the best team in the comp. Probably just trying to stir the pot a little bit, you know. Yeah, maybe. Typical maybe right. Aussie journos. Typical Aussie journos. Yeah, coming up. Uh, we'll talk more about that, preview the two games to come next weekend. Who's Ben's grand finalist? Find out next here on SENZ. Yeah, six away from four o'clock here on SENZ. Uh, now we have the preliminary finals. We know who's in them. It is the Eels in Townsville up against the Cowboys uh, coming up this weekend. Ben, who have you got? Who's going through to the grand final? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm dreading this. I had four minutes here to think about it, and I'm still no clearer on uh, who I, I'm going to pick to go through, but... Look, I think I'll start off with the easy one. I guess that would be the the pat one. Well, I shouldn't say easy because to be in the final four, you deserve there to be on merit, of course. But I feel like out of the two, I'd say you had to pick one definite grand finalist out of all the four. You have to probably go the Panthers, just based on form history. Although the Rabbitohs will probably head into the game with a lot of confidence based on the way they've played. I know the Panthers. Uh, I think beat them not too long ago, mm. but um. I'd probably put the Panthers in that one, but the the Cowboys Eels is all that's a tricky one. Cowboys haven't had a home uh, final at this stage of the season before. The Eels had that extra week. I know the bookies have it really close. Uh, I, I'm literally I'm struggling with this one, Ricardo, because I don't want to upset you either. I, this, this is playing on my. If I knew you weren't going to disown me, I probably <laughs> would pick the Cowboys, but. That's right, man. That's fine. I, I was just I was looking at it. The head-to-head record between these two teams, mate. It, it is a coin toss. They've played forty-four times, twenty-one wins for the Cowboys, twenty-two wins for the Eels, and one draw. So you literally can't split it. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty tight, mate. Pretty I, tight. I might, I might, as of right now, and it might change. I'll I'll go with the home team. 
Okay, so Cowboys versus the Panthers, you're dead to me. Uh, that is uh, Ben Francis's pick uh, for the grand final next weekend. Double eight, double three is our text number. Let us know who you think is going to be in the grand final next weekend. When we come back, Jeff Simpson's going to join us. We're going to talk Roger Federer and the Davis Cup. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.